0: Give you all the praise, glory, and honor this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Good morning, Lake Church. How's everybody doing this morning? God is good and greatly to be praised. Amen. Well, let's turn in our Bibles to First John. First John chapter two. 1 John chapter two. And uh, praise the Lord, God has some good things in store for us. Amen? Hallelujah. The Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Forever. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. I believe it. Amen? Hallelujah. So 1 John, verse number 19. We got it up there? Something happened? All right. Well, praise the Lord. When I start started trying to do panels and me out. Okay. I love technology. All right. We'll try to get it here in just a moment, but here we go. Let's go in our Bibles. Everybody brought their Bibles, Amen? And yeah. bring a hard copy, Amen? Yeah. Hard is always good. Uh, 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 15, well no, go down to 19, 18, says children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrist have come, therefore we know that it is the last hour, amen? And we drop down to uh, chapter 4 and verse number 1. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. But this you know, the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is from. Uh, Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. And I'd like to go to this next verse. It says, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. Praise God. For he who is in you is greater than he... That is in the world. Amen. Praise God. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. Hallelujah. Jesus speaking here. I'm going to start with verse number three. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us. For nation, and the word nation there is where we get the word for ethnic groups. So we kind of see that even though it is not necessarily nations like, you know, uh, countries and things of that nature. But ethnic groups within nations, and we're seeing that all around the world. Nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famine and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. And so we're seeing the beginning of the birth pains. We're we're getting to the last day Jesus is coming back for the church. Amen? But Jesus warned us that before that would take place, that there would be deception broadly dispersed in the earth today and that we need to be on our guard As to, the, you know, the decept, deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons and things of that nature. And so, what we're going to be looking at today, to close this out, we're going to be looking at the big lies of our lifetime. The big lies of our lifetime. Amen? And we're going to have a good time with that. We might want to turn that off and on, reboot it maybe. Hallelujah. All right, so we're going to look at some big lies the big lies of our lifetime. Number one, and this is a biggie, man is inherently good. (laughs) That is the biggest lie that there is. Man is inherently good. You can take training in your workplace. You can go to college, uh, take college courses. They all factor in to the fact that they believe that man has inherent goodness within him. We know that fallen man, by the Scripture, does not have any inherent goodness within him. In order to come to Christ, you must come to realization that you need a Lord, you need a Savior. And that means that you are not complete in yourself, that you are not perfect in and of yourself, And that your righteousness is as filthy rags. You've got to understand that before you can even come to a realization. Because we're preaching a gospel today that basically glorifies man. That basically says, you know, you're you're okay and people are sitting in their seats and they're hearing a message and they're not getting the the full import and the full impact and the conviction of the Holy Spirit because you know say, Well, I'm a good person. Well, I'm all right. You know, I'm good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I love, I'm going to, I'm going to write Apple. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Look at there. Look at there. Look at there. (laughs) Blessed Lord, <laughs> it should come up. Amen. So you've got people that just believe, well, I'm, I'm just good. What do I need Jesus for? Or they like to add Jesus and his teachings so that they can increase their ability to be good. But the truth of the matter is there is not anyone on this planet that is good. In and of themselves. Come on now. Let's look at the scriptures. Romans. You can put that picture up if you want to. Romans. Chapter 3, I believe. Amen. God is good. See, good is a qualitative term. It's a, defi- it's a defining term of, of, of quality. And we've got to understand that when we come to Christ, we come with absolutely nothing. We were dead in our trespasses and sins, and we needed a Savior. Amen? And so it says in verse number 11, it says, None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. U- they use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asp is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curse and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now, this is the condition of fallen man. This is the condition of man upon the earth. We didn't seek after God. He sought after us. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. People will say, well, I found the Lord. Well, guess what? He wasn't lost. You were. Amen? We've got all kinds of people that think that just because they, you know, give or they volunteer... Or, you know, they build things and build stuff that uh, they're inherently good. But you can't, you know, you don't have to teach a baby to lie. Did you know that? How many have ever had children? (laughs) Even from the time you bring them home, if they want to be picked up, if they want something they will feign a cry. Hello. Why because it's in their nature. Man is not inherently good. And all the basis of our education system is based from that foundation. Is that man has inherent goodness in them? See, we have to understand there's God good. And there's human good. And there is a disparity between both of those. Amen? Now, the Bible also tells us in Philemon that we are to acknowledge every good thing that is in us by Christ Jesus. So that tells us that the only good thing that's in human beings are when they're born of God and Jesus has come to reside in the throne of their hearts. Amen? Praise God. And that is what is good in the life of a believer. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, he was a good man. No? 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 Not unless Jesus was ruling and reigning in their life. The goodness of Jesus is what we need to emphasize. Amen. Hallelujah. Secondly. I don't think you're on the right one there Kirby. (laughs) Right here. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Through science, technology... In spiritualism, man is evolving to a higher level of consciousness and being. This is what you're hearing majority today through the New Age cults and things of that nature. You're hearing that man is progressively evolving. And in fact, the progressive mindset, which used to be just a mindset that would create you know, better civilization and better now has got a spiritual component to it to where they believe that man is evolving into a higher state of consciousness and a higher state of being. The Bible does not teach that. Just as you are not inherently good in and of yourself and you need a savior, you need a Lord, you are not evolving into a higher state of being. Man is devolving. Man is in depravity and depravity does not get better. And in fact, as depravity goes along through generation to generation to generation, it gets worse and worse. And we're seeing that in our world today. So let's look at the passage of Scripture we looked at last week, Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. And this is the big lie. It says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And we've got a a trend towards what the World Economic Forum calls Human 2.0, where they're actually beginning to try to use various technologies and sciences to make you a better human. Transhumanism is what they call it. And so the whole aspect of it is that they believe that they are evolving into a higher plane. Into a higher level of consciousness. But the Bible teaches that you are not truly even human until Jesus comes and lives on the inside of you. A human being or a human is a spirit being that is alive unto God, that has a soul and lives in a physical body. When man sinned, that spiritual component was taken away. The source of life was taken away. Taken. And man existed. Not in life, but just through existing and it's only through the atoning death of the Lord Jesus Christ, His death, burial, and resurrection. When He was raised from the dead, He raised us up with us. He put us back in the position that Adam lost. Just if I was to knock this cup off, just that it would re- it would represent Adam's fall. It fall to the ground many times. People will preach that God lifted us up and put us somewhere else. But no, God lifted us up through Jesus Christ and put us right back into the place where we were. Amen? And we've got to understand that. Amen? Man is devolving. We did not come from apes. We did not come from the primordial soup. The Big Bang Theory is a lie. The whole reason why the Big Bang Theory was propounded is to get you to think that there are other planets, other things, other uh, galaxies that have received the same type of life that uh, Darwinism teaches us. And nothing could be further from the truth. Amen? Amen. All right, lie number three. Darwinism is science. Science. It is not science. It is theory. Right. And it's a lie. Darwin was not a scientist. Now go to that book. This is a copy of The Origin of Species, but you may not be able to see it, but I can because I'm walking close to it. <laughs> but usually we say The Origin of Species by means of natural selection, and we leave it at that. But that's not the entire title of the book. The entire title is Preservation of Favored Races. You might have missed that. Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life. He was not a scientist, he was a eugenist. And a eugenist believes that there are people that deserve to live and there are people that deserve to die and that there they are favored races. Well, the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches of one, he made a man of one blood. There's only one race and that's the human race. There is not different races. But eugenics teaches that, and we wonder why we've got so much chaos in our world today. It's because we have taught people the lie of Darwinism, the lie of evolution. And that goes back to the second point. We're not evolving into a higher state. We are devolving in our sin and, and degenerating in our sin. It is only through the rescue of Jesus Christ. But we need to understand that when it comes to Darwinism, we teach our kids that they came from monkeys and then wonder why they act like it. (laughs) The reason why we have chaos in our culture is because they have been told and sold on the fact that they came from a primordial soup, not by... You know, any kind of intelligence, not by a loving God, but by accident. And if you believe you came in by accident, you will act accidentally. You will become an accident. It's an absolute big lie. One of the biggest lies that there is. Let's look at Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Hallelujah. It says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Listen, these people know the truth. They suppress the truth in unrighteousness. You've got to understand that. God's not withholding from you. But people are. Go to the next phrase. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. Okay, next verse. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. Okay? What does Darwinism do? What does evolutionary theory do? It takes the things that God has made and says, no, he did not make them. Right. Yeah. Right. So taking away the all, basis, the, all the bases of life and taking away the means of salvation away from us. Because if we don't have a God to be accountable to, we can live any way we want to. We can become our own gods. Amen. And so he begins to say, uh, ever since the creation of the world, by the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. Next verse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Next verse. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And to believe that we came From monkeys or from a primordial soup is absolute and utter foolishness. We were created in the likeness and image of almighty God. Praise God. Next verse. And exchange the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, animals, and creeping things. Next verse. Therefore, God gave him up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to dishonor of their bodies among themselves. Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Now, that's just the truth of God's word. Amen. Darwinism is a lie. But you know what? The neo-Darwinists, we're going to deal with them next. The neo-Darwinists realize that there has to be an intelligent design. But where does that intelligence come from? The neo darwinist believes, go ahead and do the next picture there, believe that we're being visited by aliens from other galaxies. Hello? That's a big lie. So let's read it. We, have, uh, we are being visited by aliens from other galaxies. This is the neo-Darwinism, or they call panspermia. Is that they see the intelligent design of each and every person. They see the order and all of the things that man can create. So they believe that man was seeded by an extraterrestrial beings in the past And they will eventually come in the future and take us to the high level of evolution that they meant for us. This is preached every Friday night on Ancient Aliens. One of the most widely viewed television shows on the History Channel and streamed in various streaming services. People, I I watch Ancient Aliens and I want to scream at the TV. And I say, go to Genesis 6. Because that's where it all came from. Amen? Let's look at uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 2. Notice this. Ephesians chapter 2. It says, In which we once walked, following the course of this world, following who? The prince of the power of the air. And that word air means our atmosphere. So things that people see... UFOs are UAPs, they are part of the prince of the power of the air. He is trying to dupe civilization into believing that the gospel narrative, the biblical narrative of life is false and that there are other narratives out there for us. After all, we will hear more and more as the days progress that there are many ways to God. The Antichrist will promote pluralism because he wants to bring them into the singularity, which is the worship of himself. And the only way that he can do it is invoke some form of tolerance to our culture to embrace all and we're seeing that happen in religious circles and we're seeing it happen in political circles is that pluralism is reigning but the ufo phenomenon is not going to go away in fact it's going to get even worse as the days progress because the delusions began to start in our culture in 1947. And the reason why it began to start in that way is because Israel became a nation in 1948. And the devil knows that the timetable for God... Jesus to return that Israel has to become a nation. So in order to deceive the rest of the world, he has to create a, another gospel, a gospel in which there are extraterrestrial saviors that are going to come. But even physicists will tell you that traveling in space the way they're supposed to travel is it, the mechanics of it are, are extreme. And the fact that they come here and people who have been abducted by them have been subject to sexual experimentation. Listen, if they're coming all that way just to fiddle with us, (laughs) what are we, the Las Vegas of the cosmos? Come on, use your head. They're messing with our genetics. Just like they were messing with our genetics in the sixth chapter of Genesis. Demons need a body. And so they try to create all these different hybrid beings that do not have souls. I know, I got to put my tinfoil hat on. You should too. This is very real, and it's getting even more real. The prince of the power of the air. Go to the next scripture, Kirby. Luke 21, 10. Then he said to them. This is a discourse in Luke 21. He said, then he said to them, nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Next verse. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and pestilence. And there will be terrors. Everybody say terrors. Terrors. Underline that. It is the Greek word phobotron. I was uh, had the op- wonderful opportunity to have lunch with Rick Renner down in Dallas, Texas. And uh, we were sitting and talking, and he looked at me, and he said, uh, "He said, I'm fixing to do some uh, messages um, on Mount Ariat where Noah's Ark is. He said, I'm going to do actual programs from the remains of Noah's Ark. And he said, I'm going to be talking about some things. He was kind of a little quiet about it. He said, I'm going to be talking about some things, you know, like giants and stuff like that. And, of course, that's that's my wheelhouse. So I kept my mouth shut, you know, because I want to be, you know, respectful because he's my elder and I honor him. He's a tremendous teacher of the world. But he looked at me and he said, he said, did you know that in Luke 21, he was whispering this. There was other ministers around. He said, did you know in Luke 21 that word terrors means monsters? Now, this is a Greek scholar. This is someone that reads New Testament Greek in his devotional time. So he wasn't just someone that looked it up in the Strong's. He's someone that understands the language and understands that. So he says terrors and great signs from heaven. And the word heaven there means the immediate heaven or where the prince of the power of the air is. Monsters. Jesus said it. Jesus prepared us. Jesus has said it beforehand. There will be things that will come out of the sky That will be terrors. The word Phobotron is actually the god of nightmares. So, nightmarish things will come from the sky. Jesus said this, not Pastor Greg, not some weirdo on YouTube. Jesus! Hello, let's go to the next scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse number 14, there's people that sometimes have been abducted or seen lights or things of that nature. And we, do, we need to understand that those experiences are real. They're real experiences. People have experienced these things. But we have to understand from a biblical point of view that we understand that these are not beings from far, far away. And in fact, two of the leading uh, researchers in the paranormal, in UFOs, Jacques Vallée, and Dr. Heinrich, who was over Project Blue Book. How many remember that? They both came to the conclusion, and this is what they both said. They were also consultants with Spielberg and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. How many remember that? Okay. Uh, when, I see, when I see Richard Dreyfus go up in that ship, I said, Get ready for a time, brother. Get ready for a time. Because it's not what you think it is. They both said this. We have come to the conclusion after extensive years of study that these are not little green men. That these are interdimensional beings that are very acquainted with our culture, our society, and our planet. In fact, there have been a cultist, Alister Crowley, he said this. He said, in one generation, they will come as this. And in the new generation, they will come as little green men. They will come according to the culture that they want to present themselves to. It's Deception. It's absolute, utter deception. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Well, you don't know, Pastor. I just saw this beautiful being and everything. He didn't say anything about Jesus or anything about that, but it was so beautiful. It was so wonderful. And no wonder. Even Satan disguises himself. As an angel of light. Not everything that glitters is gold, friends. Not everything that comes to you in a supernatural way is of God. Amen? You got time for some more? Okay, praise the Lord. All right. Gain is godliness. Gain is godliness. Put it on that... uh, This is running rampant in our culture today, especially with social media influencers. Social media influencers will show, you know, their money. I've seen them, you know, have their dollar, you know, their hundred dollar bills all in there, their clothes and everything of that nature. And people are fooled into thinking, even in the church, that if people are wealthy and rich, then God must favor them. The Bible does not teach this. In fact, there was a sect of a religious sect during Jesus' day known as the Pharisees that believed that gain was godliness. This is what the Apostle Paul is is addressing. They believed the richer they got and the more affluent they got meant that the more uh, favored of God they were. But that is not true at all. Let's go to our scripture there. It says, And constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and depraved of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. Now, the Bible teaches us that godliness is great gain. But gain is not godliness. Amen? So we've got to stop being fooled because that's what I saw during the pandemic is uh, actors and athletes would get on the screen and people would take their word over the word of God. And we see that consistently where a person, because they're affluent in a particular area of popularity that we automatically think that they're right about everything. Well, they're right about some things, so they must be right about everything. I'm here to tell you nothing could be further from the truth. I might enjoy their music, but I do not enjoy their politics. I might enjoy their films, but I cannot take their ideas and philosophies. Just because they're successful and on a big screen doesn't mean that I check my reason at the door and begin to accept everything that they say. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen? Okay. All right. They get worse as we go. All right. Number six. There is no hidden government or agenda going on in the world. I think the pandemic showed us that that's not the case. I tell you, Hollywood movies, they they make fun of that. You know, they they actually poke. And that's for a reason, guys. It's propaganda. They're trying to get you to not, you know, it's the the old magic trick. But I could give you quote after quote. I don't have time to do it. Quote after quote from presidents of the United States. In fact, Bill Clinton himself saying, that there are aspects of the government he can't even run. Hello? There is a cabal. And in fact, you know, we've seen uh, one of the propaganda is, is that uh, any time that Congress allots funding for some kind of program, they'll say, well, the government is printing money. The government doesn't print money. The Federal Reserve does, and the Federal Reserve is not owned by the government. Federal Reserve just has six families. So who do you think holds? Come on, come on! Can't you wake? Come on! Hello. The world system runs. On the love of money. That's what it runs on. So he who has that money and controls that money is going to control the world. We're talking about inflation. You're talking about all this stuff. Stuff is instigated, man. Wake up. Well, people don't like this. People don't understand it. Let's go to our scripture. Amen. Amen. Notice what it says in 1 John five nineteen. It says, we know, so we should know this. You should know this. I should know this. That we are from God. How many are from God here? And the whole world. How much of the world? Just the 1040 window. Just the Muslim world. Just, you know, Ukraine and, and Russia and, and, you know, those people over there. No, it says the whole world. Lies in the power of the evil one. I like, I believe it's the King James that says, is under the sway of the wicked one. Amen? It's important for you to understand that. Settle that in your heart. It's vital, important that you understand this. Amen? All right, next one. Man, his science and his technology cannot stop global catastrophe. They're wanting you to do certain things in regards to your life so that you don't contribute to climate change. They say, give us money so that we can protect you from catastrophe. And have you ever went to the DMV? <laughs> have you ever tried to do something with the IRS? Have you ever tried to do anything for the government that ran properly and efficiently? Are they able? They can't even save my tag on my car. How are they going to save the world? Man's technology cannot save the world. I, I will submit to you, man's technology is what's causing the world to be corrupted. Because they're experimenting with all kinds of geoengineering and things of that nature that you need to look into. They're messing with the atmosphere. And that's the reason why you don't see clouds like you used to see. It's the reason why you don't see. They're messing with the atmosphere. And you need to understand that they want the world for themselves. And they do not care if you remember the Georgia guide stones, I remember those. Thank God they were blown up. Amen. But their goal is to get the population down to 500 million people. And they'll do it through all kinds of things. Amen. There shouldn't be anybody Starving on planet Earth. People starve because of other people influenced by the wicked one. There shouldn't be anyone without coats and without the ability to take care of themselves. God has provided sufficiently for all. They will talk about population boom and they will say that we're going to overtake the planet. But that is not the right tables. For scientists have now told us that we can sustain almost over half, over, oh, oh, uh, almost double and a half of what is on the earth today. Hello. But yet they want to create this crisis that there's a population boom and there's not enough. I'm telling you, my God is more than enough. Amen. And notice, notice what he said. If God chooses to bring people into the earth, he, he's going to take care of them. Amen? It's the wickedness of man that brings about all of this these problems. Notice what it says after, after uh, Noah came out of the ark. Notice the promise that God gave. He says in uh, notice Genesis eight twenty two. 22. It says, while the earth remains, while the earth remains, while the earth remains... While the earth remains, seed, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. That's the God's promise. Amen. Amen. I'd rather put my trust in him. Amen. I'd rather put my trust in him. If he says seed time and harvest hot and cold, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease, I believe him. Amen? Amen. God has made this world far more resilient. And in fact, there's new documentation and new studies that tell you that Al Gore was wrong. Wonder how that is. Al Gore has made literally millions of dollars on bringing fear, Amen. Guess what? This world's going to burn up, but it's going to burn up because God burned it. There's going to be some catastrophes. It's called the great tribulation. Amen. And man cannot stop that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Is this too hardcore for you? All right. Here's one that's going to hit you pretty hard. Formal education equals success in life. One of the biggest lies that there is. You've got to go to college. I would submit to you that you need to be prayerful about sending your kids to college. I'm not saying that kids shouldn't go to college. I'm just saying you need to be prayerful about where your kids go. Because many colleges are just indoctrination into the world system. You send your sweet little daughter to college, and she comes back a radical feminist, a God-hater. She's supposed to learn economics. Hello. Instead, she majored majored on uh, ancient African rhythms or pansexuality. That's going to look real good on a resume. Yes, I've got a, a doctorate in pansexuality. I've got a doctrine in, come on now, the stupidity that is actually being propounded, just like we saw in the Romans, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. See, the reason why we're seeing this is because of the evolutionary mindset that has been instigated into our culture that believes that man is ascending and that man will ascend through knowledge. And that was the whole purpose of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is to take us to a place of knowledge to where we would become like gods. Well, guess what? There's only one God. And there's no application process to become a God. Jesus Christ came and saved us, lives on the inside of us, And we are not God, men, and women. We're men and women of God. Amen? Amen? Let's go to our scripture there, Curry. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 1. He says, now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge. And he's talking basically about occult knowledge. He's talking about, uh, you know, also legalistic knowledge, whatever knowledge it is. This knowledge puffs up. In fact, you could say this. All knowledge puffs up to some degree, doesn't it? But it's love that builds up. Notice the next scripture it says, If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not yet know it as he ought to know. You need to write that down. Highlight that in your Bible. Because there's a lot of know-it-alls in the world today. But the Bible says you don't know anything as you ought to know. There's people that will say, I know that. I knew that. I know that. No, you don't know it. It shows me you don't know it. Because when you know something, you have an appetite for it. You have a desire for it. You can't get enough of it. Amen? But it just builds up, you know, big old huge head. Come on now. And it basically corresponds with the pride of life or the boasting of life. And so, I'm going to say something that might rub you the wrong way. But when it comes to ministry, the educated will always persecute the anointed. Because they're operating in the pride of life. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody that goes to school or goes to college operates in this. There's plenty of humble people that are out there. But I'm telling you, there are people that gloat about what college they went to and what subjects they studied. And they think they actually hung the moon. But I'm here to tell you, they don't know anything as they ought to know it. Amen? Amen. Oh, I, I told you that would get rough on you. But you know, I mean, even some of the some of the people that were world changers in our world did not have a college education. They did not have a college education. Amen. And so we were, you know we we're saving our money and spending tens of thousands of dollars to send them to be indoctrinated in the world view, and, and, and they use it to attack their faith. We need to be, I'm not saying that it's, not, it's wrong. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just saying that you need to be prayerful, and you need to invest in your kids and teach them right at home. Yes. Amen? Yes. Amen. Okay. All right. Now, go, go back. to. I want to show you on that, uh, that Klaus Schwab picture. Now, how many, right there, there you go, you got it. Okay, how many know who this guy is? Okay, this is Klaus Schwab, founder of the World Economic Forum. Now, why is he dressed like a Bond villain? <laughs> you know, we kind of laugh at Spectre and the James Bond films and things of that nature, secret societies, things of that nature, but this is going on right now. This is going on right now. This man wants you to eat bugs. He wants to ban all farming. He does not want anybody to raise any cows because their flatulence causes holes in the ozone layer. <laughs> Elitas fly to Davos, Switzerland, to meet with this guy every year to talk about us, the little people. And to talk about ways in which we can be subjected and they, because of their money and their elitism, can rule. And that's where it's going, guys. In fact, you could take the ten kings in the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel and you could call them oligarchs. And oligarchs, they may not have a kingdom per se, but they rule and reign over, you know, various types of real estate, whether it 's artistic real estate or whether it is uh, you know technological real estate or, or mind real estate, they rule and reign over that. Now, I look at this guy who is German and who is tied in you know basically he 's wanting to bring in the uh the new world order. He's wanting to bring in, you know, the the next industrial age. But I believe that if you study what they've said, and I have, they're really trying to bring in the Fourth Reich. They're eugenicists, just like Margaret Sanger. It was a eugenicist, the founder of Planned Parenthood. Why isn't Planned Parenthood in Beverly Hills? Why isn't Planned Parenthood in upper echelon places? They're put in ghettos and in poor, impoverished areas because they're eugenicists. They do not like people of color. And I think it is such a travesty in this world that we would actually vote for and support Political leaders that say that they're for people, but fund Planned Parenthood and things that say differently. It's amazing how people can throw their voice. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. You don't like this. It's all right. We're almost through. Number nine. Big Brother... It's a television program. That's a big lie. It's just a television program. You know, they put everybody in the hot box in the house together and they film everything. No, Big Brother is watching you right now. Guess what? How about that smart TV? You didn't know that smart TV and that new washer with the Wi-Fi, you know, where you can do it. It's talking about you. It's talking about you. It's sending information It is data mining you right now. Everybody has a digital bin. Did you know that? There are computers all over the world. You know, we talk about how the cloud, you know, oh, I've got my contacts in the cloud. No, you know what the cloud means? Someone else's hard drive. See, we're fooled. We're deceived in the thing that's gone. Called... No, it's going into a computer that someone has access to. Amen? So, really, this poster should look like the next picture that we got here, which is Big Brother is watching you. I think this guy may be a Nephilim. Is this all right to talk about this? I'm telling you, watching everything that you do. Now, they're doing it for financial reasons, but they will change it into more nefarious reasons as well. Let's go to our scripture on that one. It says also, Revelation thirteen sixteen, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or on the forehead. Now, he's talking about the mark of the beast so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man and his number is 666. Six, six. This is where it's all heading. And in fact, in many ways, you cannot buy or sell in some situations already because of restrictions that have been placed upon people. And in fact, you can't do commerce on certain platforms if you believe a certain way. So it's moving towards that. You would think that democracy or people, Democrats, who propound to believe in liberty and freedom... Would not be so restrictive and prohibitive over free speech and things of that nature. But sin always wants to be hidden. Amen? Are you getting anything out of this? Okay, all right. Got a couple more. Amen. All right. Number 10 Our government would never harm us. Not true. Not true. I'll tell you what, do some investigation in history. You'll find out that that's absolutely not true whatsoever. Not true at all. In fact, everybody that was in the Nazi regime that was a scientist, that worked in eugenics, that worked in uh, jet propulsion, that worked in all of their exotic experimentations, they were brought over here through Operation Paperclip. They should have stood for their crimes. They should have paid for their crimes, but instead they were made CEOs of major companies in the United States. They helped with the birth of NASA, and they were given high-ranking positions in our government. And there are some people that say that the Third Reich didn't lose. They just dissipated into the rest of the culture. Hello? Sad stuff. Sad stuff. We've got to wake up. Amen? I said we've got to wake up. i was just reading, uh, you know, history. And during the Cuban Missile Crisis, during when Cuban was thre- Cuba was threatening to attack the United States, the... Um, Pentagon came to John F. Kennedy and exposed a plan that they were going to instigate terrorist attacks aimed at Cubans so that they could enter into war to take over Cuba. They were going to shoot down our own planes. They were going to kill our own people just so the people would get riled up and call for war. It was John F. Kennedy who stopped it. And we know what happened to him. Come on now. Let's go to our scripture here on this one. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. Listen, they're thinking and conspiring and doing things that you don't know are going on. Against the Lord and against his anointed. Well, I'm telling you what. If Jesus is the anointed and we're in him, guess what? We're the anointed. And so they're plotting against the Lord and they're plotting against the anointed. Okay? Saying... Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. Let's get rid of this Judeo-Christian ethic. Let's get rid of these bonds that we've had, this history that was brought into our nation. Let's let's forsake that. That's that's backwards. That's caveman. We need to get into the new enlightenment. Amen? I'm going to just stop there because I'm running out of time. All right. Here's another one. Democracy is the path to utopia. Democracy is the path to utopia. I think it was uh, Benjamin Franklin that said this, democracy is two wolves and a lamb deciding what's for dinner. We are not a democracy. We are a republic Democracy. That means we have a say, but we have a say through representation. Do you understand that? There is no other democracy in the world today, a true democracy. Democracy means powered by the people. Demos kratos. Powered by the people. Our power to the people. There is no fully democratic society. It's a ruse. And if you believe that doing everything you want and being allowed to do everything you want is freedom, you haven't read this book. Because there are things that you can liberate yourself to do that create bondage on the inside of you. But there are things that you can put yourself under and submit to that can bring great freedom into your life. It's a paradox. Amen? They say, well, if we just, you know, embrace these democratic ideals and everybody gets to do what they want to do and be who they want to be, and if they want to be this, they can be this, and if they want to be that, they can be that, and we create this wonderful utopian society. There's no way that can be done because there's no inherent goodness in man. And without inherent goodness, there's no way that's going to work. There's no way, no way that they're going to tolerate different types of people. Come on now. Racism runs rampant in our nation. It runs rampant in the world. And it isn't just a color of skin. It's socioeconomic in every way. We can't do that. Now, I'm not going to read the scripture because I'm running out of time. But it talks about the millennial reign of Jesus. And the millennial reign of Jesus... The utopia that we're looking for, that city coming down from the sky, it's going to come when Jesus comes and takes the earth. Amen? All right. Number 12, religious morality is true spirituality. Absolutely not. You can be a good old boy and split hell wide open. Amen? True spirituality is believing and embracing the gospel of Jesus Christ that he died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was raised from the dead. That is it. That's what we need to believe. That's what we need to embrace. Amen. But this good old boy, well, I'm just a good old boy. You know, it goes back to inherent goodness. We're not inherently good. Even the nicest person that you've ever met in your world has thoughts and has ideas It has desires that are steeped in the sin nature. It's only through Jesus that we can be free. Amen? And here's the last one because I know you need to go. Life is not sacred. That's being propounded. Life is not sacred. So whether it's a child in the womb or whether it's someone who is up in years, there is a push in our world today to get rid of what we have termed unwanted people. And it goes back to Darwinism. It goes back to the lie of Darwinism, which is eugenics. That says that there are favored species or races in the earth. I'm here to tell you, we need to resist these deceptions and teach our kids. Come on now. Teach our kids to resist and speak against these, this foolishness that is being disseminated in our world today. Amen? I will not be fooled. Come on now. But I think it was Mark Twain that said this. It's a whole lot easier to fool someone than it is to tell them that they have been fooled. Hello? We have to cleave to the Word of God. We have to cleave to the Spirit of God. We've got to hold on to the horns of the altar like they said in the old days. We've got to hold on because we are in a wave of deception after deception after deception. And they're selling it to us in our television sets. They're selling it to us on our phones. They're selling it to us in everything that we come in contact with. Now, these aren't all the lies, but these are big lies. These are the big lies of this age that we live in. And I am going to make a commitment that I'm going to speak out against the lies. Because lives are holding in the balance, my friends. Lives, people are going to, to hell because of these lies. And it's time for us to lift up the standard. Oh, we might be ridiculed. We might be mocked. But we're going to lift up the standard. We're going to speak life. We're going to speak the truth. How many are with me today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. We're not going to be fooled. We're not going to have the wool pulled over our eyes. We're not going to be led astray. We're going to walk in the light of life. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. If you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, you can do so today. If you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and it's important for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to have counselors here to pray with you. If you need deliverance and healing, we will have ministers up here to minister to you. So as I close this service, the ministers are coming. Don't leave the way you came in. Come up for prayer. They're here to help. They're here to assist you. And we are blessed to know the truth. And it's making us free. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.